0: The Gestalt Gardner podcast is brought to you by Varicosity Vein Center, providing health assessment screenings and compassionate care to improve your vascular functionality and quality of life. Our doctors and vein specialists offer solutions to painful varicose veins, spider veins, and other venous diseases to our patients. Now offering complimentary vein screenings in Jackson, Madison, and Ridgeland. Information and appointment scheduling at varicosityveincenter.com.
2: morning. Ain't it a fantastic morning out there? It's cool enough to make my lettuce stand up, and I am loving it. Hey, y'all. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing. This is the Gestalt Gardener. It's one of several local producer programs here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And over the next hour, we're going to talk gardening. We're going to talk all things garden Stuff you might want to do, things you might not want to do, things that you're having trouble with. We'll talk about those, too. So sit back, folks. we got some really cheesy music coming up, and we're going to be kicking around ideas about things that I've seen on the back roads of the Deep South over the past week or so since we last had this garden party we called the Gestalt Gardener. Do a little news, come back with your phone calls live here at MPB about all things gardening. We'll stick with this. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. okie folks.
2: Welcome back again. Yeah, Horticulture's Felder Rushing. We're going to be talking about gardening and stuff related to outdoors in the gardening and things like that. And the, there's a change in the air. That front moved in yesterday. Got a nice little, not a great shower, but you know enough to make me feel better. Put my lettuces and stuff up under the eve of the house to... Catch a little rain, my my collards and and you know, everything are nice green. Matter of fact, I brought some in today. We'll talk about those in a little while. But today is just gardening. This morning we're going to talk about just gardening. And you know, if there's some issues you'd like to, to to talk about, you know, I don't really debate so much because it doesn't matter to me what anybody does. It's not that I don't care. It just doesn't matter. So if you want to do this or that. I'll be glad to kick around some ideas with you. Uh, anyway, it's a toll-free number, one eight seven seven mpb ring Got a few things to talk about, but we got a, a gal who called in right at the tail end last week, and I begged her to call back again, and it's Misty. Good morning, Miss Misty. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Fine. You're Misty Harrison. Where is it you're from? Because you ride around little back roads in South Mississippi.
0: <laughs> i Well, my kids went to school at Agricola Elementary, which is in George County. I live in the Howell community, which is really not close to anywhere.
2: Well, you know, I spent a lot of time. Matter of fact, this past week I drove up to Starkville for a thing, and, and, and if, I, if I've got time, I take back roads. I take even gravel roads and go through small communities. Shout out, by the way, to folks in Lena, Mississippi, because you got to be going there to get there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, back in the spring, I was down uh, on the coast, and I meandered back up uh, through Poplarville. I, I'd never been to uh, to Waynesboro. Never been to Waynesboro. It's the only county in the state that I haven't given a garden talk. So I wanted to see, what's well, so up? The community, anyway, when I peel off the, the the highway going into Poplarville, I saw something that you called about. Tell us about it.
0: Well, it actually, but what, what um, it was going into Loosedale,
2: Loosedale. Oh, Loosedale. Saw, yeah, yeah, what did I say?
0: <laughs> Poplarville, yeah, yeah,
2: Loosedale, um, Loosedale.
0: There are some convenience stores, um, there's one in Jackson County and two in George County. They're called Dixie Depots, and kind of their calling card is an old truck parked out by the road that has a garden in the back. The one in Agricola is an old blue. I'm not a truck person, so I don't know if it's a Chevy or a Ford. Um, but an old, old blue pickup truck with a garden in the back. In the spring it is gorgeous. The fall stuff's kinda gone to seed and it but it's still really cool looking.
2: All they gotta do and is the, put some pumpkins and maybe lean up some corn around it to make it look festive.
0: Well, <laughs> The one right now has this kind of skeleton head mounted <laughs> on a stick behind the wheel. Um, the one up in Loosdale, as you're coming off of Highway 63 onto Old 63, um, there's, it's a big flatbed. Truck with beautiful garden stuff, and it. it's got a hedge planted around it. Yep. The one in in Agricola was actually involved in an accident uh, last month. <laughs>
2: Wait, I, I think know. you said it wasn't driving though when it got when it got no, in an accident. No.
0: It, it is parked on the side. I don't even know if this poor old truck. It probably had to be towed into place. Um, but somebody hit it and just peeled the front quarter panel back. They've, they've kind of you know, bent it back into shape now, but it probably did a whole lot of damage to whoever hit it. Because <laughs> those old trucks are built like tanks, but they are, they are just, Gorgeous, I, I, and it's just so cool to look at it as you drive
2: by. You know, I, I wonder why do people do stuff like that? I mean, animals do. Well, there's a few animals that accessorize, but why do people? I guess they're just having fun. Maybe got a little time on their hands and said, "Hey, you know, let's let's have some fun and maybe draw in some customers or something, or just bring a smile to people's face."
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Well, you sent yeah, me a. You s- go ahead.
0: I don't garden myself. I have a black thumb. I have I have one pot on my front porch. That's got, like, basil and mint in it, and that's about the only garden I can I can manage. Well, we, <laughs> I, I love to look at it when I go by.
2: Well, in, in just a few minutes, uh, when we come up on a break, a minute, I'm going to take a picture of me with some pots that, of stuff that I brought to show that you can do something, too. But anyway, it's so funny because you call about that, and it, it's about a rural Mississippi as you can find. And, exactly. and I happened to take a picture of the same truck back in the spring, <laughs> so I just wanted you to call up to let people know, yeah, there are people out there doing fun stuff, having a good time.
0: Mm, there certainly are. <laughs>
2: well, thank you so much, Misty. I really appreciate you calling back. about it. And, and thanks for sharing. You say you're not a gardener, but you got the, you got the right spirit.
0: Right. (laughs) Thanks.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: Uh Bye-bye.
2: Okay. That was Misty Harrison. She saw something that I saw something, and you can't really be doing that unless you're out there and open for it. And uh, I am going to send her a picture. I brought in some lettuce this morning. I got a, a pot full of uh, lettuce. I've got three, four different kinds of lettuce and some, some burgundy mustard in it. So I've got bright green, light green, green, uh, uh, sort of a rusty red. I've got burgundy, all different kinds of shapes and textures. It's a whole salad growing in a pot. Matter of fact, it's not just any old pot. It's a chamber pot. It's my grandmother's chamber pot. I call this the salad bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have some of that kale I keep talking about. I keep talking about it all the time, but I never show it off, so here it is. If you wonder what it looks like, it's, uh Jonas. I mean, it's radio. How, how can you describe something that looks like that? Uh, the most beautiful piece of kale, bluish-green kale
3: we've ever seen. Yeah. We'll have pictures on the Internet soon. Oh, really?
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: we got to post these.
2: Well, I, I wrote all about kale in today's Claire and Ledger column because I'm tired of talking about it. You know, either you get it or you don't, but they are pretty plants. They grow... T- Unbelievably well through the absolute hardest winter, and uh, and they're tasty and they're good for you. Superfood. Yeah, when uh, we're
1: tired of looking at them, we can eat them, right?
2: <laughs> am I Am I that much of a broken record? No, I just that's <laughs> the part I love the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is it is kind of fun. And by the way, I talked about this uh, last week, but this particular kale, the one called dinosaur kale, because it got kind of a rough texture, really pretty upright leaves, is bluish colored. Uh, it's also called Tuscan kale because what they make. A minestrone out of. But anyway, Southern Living Magazine has a full page article about them and this month's issue, so I feel quite trendy. Anyway, let's get back to the phone calls. Uh, now I'll go down to Mobile. Hey, Gene, good morning.
4: Hey, well, first thing about that kale, I planted some one time. But it's beautiful, but it ain't fit to eat for what I'm concerned. But anyway, it's each his own.
2: Yeah, well, bacon grease. The secret is bacon grease.
4: Well, you cook dish rag, bacon grease is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I call you about is um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, monkey grass. Uh, you call it mondo grass. Hell, I'm 75 years old. So it's monkey grass to me, but yeah. anyway, I've got some kind of little vine thing that grows up on on top of some of it, and I'm trying to determine if I can spray that with something and not kill the monkey grass. Mm,
2: that's gonna be tough because uh, monkey grass is you know what it's considered. It's a broadleaf plant. It's in the lily family. What will kill weeds other than grasses? If it's a true grass, we got something. But if it's anything else, what'll kill it will kill monkey grass. Sorry.
4: Okay. So I was wanting to find out. I didn't want to kill my monkey grass, too. I just had to pull it up. Usually, monkey grass don't get much of it in there. You know, it's it's pretty clean.
2: Yeah, but some you know sometimes you get a bunch of birds that come through, you know, they nest in the tree, and they drop an extra number, number of seeds, and the gra- monkey grass may be thin because of bad weather, blah, 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 blah. But, when, you know, if you throw a little fertilizer on the spring, it'll thicken up real good. Well,
4: well it, the grass is fine. There's nothing wrong with the grass. It's thin as thick as it can be. Matter of fact, I'm... I'm fixing to transfer my whole front yard to monkey grass. Quit cutting that; have makes a beautiful lawn when you cut it.
2: Yeah. By the way, does this vine? Does it have kind of little thorny stem? Is it uh, hard to pull up? Is it really hard, hard to pull up? No. Okay, because I got this stuff in mind called smilax. Some people yeah. call it greenbrier, and that stuff is a booger bear to get rid of. You can't even pull it up.
4: Well, it's kind of like a soft, a soft thing. It's not hard to. Well, I can get it out of there easy enough. Could, I just thought maybe if I could kill it,
2: you could probably take a garden rake to it and pull it out.
4: Yeah, well, oh yeah, I might do that. I'm just curious if you has a. I, I thought I'd heard somewhere where you said it was not a grass and it would would not be killed. By
2: no, it. no, monkey grass is. Uh, it's not a. It's not a grass. It's in the lily family, and what'll kill most weeds will kill it. Sorry, man.
4: Ain't no problem. All righty. You, you Pre- have a
2: good one. Appreciate that. And uh, he's down a mobile. Might want to mention also. There's going to be. Oh, hey, I tell you what. I, let me go to this. I was started to, I you, I'm going to hold on to this, what I was about to say, but let's talk to Melanie first from Mobile County. Hey, Melanie. Good morning. Hey,
5: good morning. What's up? And as you would say, ain't it a beautiful morning? So
2: far it is. It's nice and cool down there, ain't it?
5: Oh, uh, It's fabulous. Well, I wanted to give you an update on my, I had called you about a year and a half or more ago about this, um, um lavender plant called phenomenal Mm -hmm. and you know it's everybody here wants lavender but we can't but actually this one when i got it was about four inches high
6: Uh
5: and now it's probably 15 maybe 18 inches high and it's spread out into a nice little you know brown ball kind of a thing probably it's a little bit wider than it is tall it's really doing well it didn't bloom but yeah, And you know, it smells good. It looks, you know, it has that nice gray color, which is so fi- hard to find anything. Yeah, in our area that will. So anyway, that was what I wanted. But I also wanted to ask you. I have. Uh, I had, uh, heard you say earlier that October was the time to transplant your daffodils, and I've got a bunch of t- tete a tetes in little clumps, but. I was
6: gone all of October okay, <laughs> I just any any
2: time, any time they they really haven 't started I was digging some bulbs the other day, As a matter of fact I got a whole bunch of new ones to plant um, and some i 've got some tulips and stuff which usually i don 't plant. But uh, I always put a few out because they're pretty, but I have them in the refrigerator. But you can plant in October, November, even December. You know, the sooner you, you do that by the middle of November, they can start growing their, their their roots. Then the leaves come up in December. So the sooner, the better. But, you know, November on the coast is perfectly fine.
5: And one more question? Sure. Okay, so I have the um, Confederate rose, hibiscus, whatever you want. Full call it. bloom,
2: full bloom right now. Oh, it's
5: gorgeous! But I only cut it back once, and so it's you know now it's got these heavy heads of flowers draping in every direction. How how many times does it need to be cut back? To, I want it to be more compact. It's just completely well, it's, obstructing it's, the walk beside it.
2: It's not a compact plant. It's a big old plant. And uh, so, you know, what I would do, it, it, My adv- as a gardener, I would say, just move it. When they cut it down this fall, just move it because it ain't never going to get, get I mean, it's just not going to be little. Anyway, to answer your question, you can cut it back up until, I'm going to say, the middle, the latter part of July and the new growth still has time to set because it blooms on new growth. But if All you, know, right, if, it's if you gorgeous, need to, but
5: it's just obstructing the pathway beside
2: it. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times on the coast they don't even die down. Up in North Mississippi, they almost always die down. But on the coast, they make you know almost—I mean, big, big bushes.
5: Yes, yes. This one is probably at least twelve feet tall, maybe taller. M- Mel- and M- I cut it back in the spring.
2: Move it, move it, Melanie. <laughs> move it and move on. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, by the way, that that particular lavender. You know, we have a hard time with the heat and humidity on lavender. They like cool weather. They like cool nights. And so, most of the lavenders, the Spanish lavender, does okay. But that particular one, the the intermedia, the the one you've the the one called phenomenal, it'll take heat and humidity better. But what it does not like is wet. In, uh well, I have
5: it on a slope, because I had talked to you before I got it, and it, it's in a bed that's on a slope. Yeah, so it's not, it's, uh,
2: Well, if anybody else... It,
5: right now, it's not having any problem with it. <laughs> we yeah. have had rain since I don't remember. When. Yeah,
2: well, that, that's the problem. And uh, for other people wanting to give lavender a try any, anywhere, except maybe the extreme northern part of Alabama, Mississippi, up in Tennessee, would be to loosen up the roots, plant it on top of the ground, and pile sandy, gravelly dirt up to it. In other words, plant it almost on top of the ground. Right. Or well, grow it in a container.
5: It, it's doing great so far. I'm, I've got some limbs laying down. I think they might be rooted. Yeah, you know, put a rock on them to see if they. Well,
2: can root. in in Europe and out on the Pacific Northwest, where they grow a lot of this, they cut it back real hard in the fall. They cut it back in the winter, let it sprout all over again in the spring. So they don't feel like you got to keep it all year because they don't do that even where lavender grows well.
5: Oh, okay. Just
2: throwing that out
5: hard to do when it's looking as pretty as it is right now. Yeah,
2: yeah, don't you know, you don't have to do it until you're ready for it. But anyway, <laughs> thanks Melanie, appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. All right. And I was about to make a comment about a plant swap down in Mobile. Joe, are you calling about the one at Dolphin Island or a different one?
7: I I'm calling about the old Dolphin Way
2: one. Yeah, okay. That's what I was I was about to talk about, and then your name popped up. Yeah,
7: it's not at Dolphin Island, it's on Dolphin Street and Ann Street in Midtown Mobile. Oh, in the Dauphin Way area.
2: I'm so glad you said that, because I just, you know, I, the the flyer just said Old Dolphin Way, and I'm thinking, must be Dolphin Island. So,
7: no. <laughs> oops. No, it's, we do it twice a year, and this is the fall one. Just wanted to remind everybody. It, it's
2: not this week, it's next weekend. It's
7: next weekend, the 29th. It'll start at 10 o'clock, and, and it's, it's at again the, at the Central Presbyterian uh, Community Garden. They are so nice to host it for us.
2: And uh, the, the details are, are on the website. It's O D. W A O D W A old dolphin way association dot org because it's an organization
7: and you know felder we're in a historic area and we have historic houses but we forget we have historic yards
2: and historic and, plants
7: that's right and along those fence lines there are a lot of plants that you just can't find at the garden centers anymore
2: and these are the plants that have proven themselves that if you take care of them that's great but if you don't they don't care that's
7: <laughs> That's right. And it's always a treat when some of those show up. So. Well,
2: I'm glad you mentioned that it's in Mobile because I just assumed it was going to be out on Dolphin Island.
7: No, it's in Mobile. It's a week from this Saturday, and it's it's the biggest plant swap anywhere around the Mobile area. This I, is like our 11th year.
2: Okay, I, I'll, I'll give some more information about that a little bit later, and I'll also hit it hard next Friday, too.
7: Yeah, I had one quick question. Yeah. Uh, I have been trying to get my Merlitons going again. Mm. And a couple of years I had trouble getting the vine going. But this year, my vines have done great, but I've got no fruit.
2: They produce at the very last, last, last. So they may not have produced yet, but, I mean, they're always at the very tail end of the season.
7: Okay, okay.
2: So, you know, let's give it a little bit more time.
7: Don't give up yet. No. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so
6: much.
2: All right, folks. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Uh Joe. He's calling about the the plant swap they're going to have next Saturday in Mobile at the corner of Dolphin Way, uh, Dolphin and. And Ann Street at the Central Presbyterian Church Community Garden. We're going to take a little bit of a break and come back with some more calls. We got folks from the Ocean Springs, got from Canton, got another from Mobile. Uh, I was up in Startville this past week at the uh, the Ed Martin Landscape Symposium, ran into some of my, my garden club lady buddies and uh, Gail Barton, who retired from uh, uh, Meridian Community College. We just had a great, great time. And I did meander on the way back through some, literally down some gravel road, went through Sessons, Mississippi and saw the Reese Orchard uh, has got an incredible number of big, pretty orange Oriental persimmons. We're going to take a little break, folks. I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing, and this is the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We'll be right back after this.
8: Support for MPB comes from CSpire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber-optic internet access. More at eight five five CSpire two. CSpire Customer Inspired.
1: This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.
7: Support for the Gestalt
8: Gardener comes from Old House Depot. Antique windows, doors, shutters, flooring, and exposed beams. Architectural salvage, custom carpentry, you name it. Open 9 to 5 Monday through Saturday,
1: 639 Monroe Street in Jackson. OldHouseDepot.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand
2: all righty welcome back folks again Horticulture's failed to rushing and uh our, one of our our s- Our staff members are the one who puts everything online and all. Just came and took a picture of me with my lettuce and my kale. And if you're interested in seeing what this kale looks like, this one called Dino Kale, shoot me an email and I'll send you this picture. So, you know, I I got a smile on, so don't worry about that. But anyway, lettuces in a container and this wonderful Tuscany blue or Dino Kale. And uh, if you'll send us an email anytime you have questions about your gardening, uh, shoot me an email, garden. At mpbonline.org, garden at mpbonline.org, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, again, I'd written about this, the different kind of kales in uh, the Clarin Ledger today. If you want to see a little bit more about it, go to com and, uh, and the, the the section called Magnolia, which is sort of like the lifestyle section. Uh, just type in Felder, and I come up like a bad gas. Enjoyed the state fair last week. Well, I got in, man. It went down and picked up the plants that I would Entered in the flower show. Got my little blue ribbons and enjoy that. Also, the fall garden thing they had down at Crystal Springs. Um, it was a lot of interesting vegetables. Uh, I think they had 12 or 15 different kinds of okra, different kinds of okra, and uh, uh, ornamental sweet potatoes, so many wonderful flowers that grow well in our heat and humidity, and also without all that much rain, and growing in just plain dirt, I might add. Anyway, let's go uh, back down to Mobile. Hey, Mikey, how are you today? Hey. Howdy, what's up?
9: Oh, hey.
2: (laughs) Surprise.
9: Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I was listening so intently that... um, well, what can I? I to listen. Well, what uh, can we anyway. help you with? Uh, well, uh, um, uh, first of all, I want to thank you very, very much. And the, I know you've had a lot of mobile calls, um, but uh, I did not know that the Dolphin Way thing was coming up next Saturday. So I really appreciate that. However, I have gardener's envy, and um, because I'm not able to do as much gardening as I want to right now, uh-huh. um, and and the, what I specifically called to talk about is you. You know, you open the show with. Um, Uh, talking about truck gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I have a different suggestion for it that has worked for me, that um, uh, for people who have campers on their trucks, um, uh, especially if they're old trucks, I don't know, it just works. Um, uh, But it's a really great way to um, start and or protect things that are in this sensitive kind of weather transition. I mean, we've had a... This morning it was like 25 degrees cooler than it was when I went to sleep.
2: And it it makes cool weather. It's not quite cool enough, but cool weather actually makes the greens like lettuce and stuff sweeter.
9: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about stuff that you might want to start, you know, like for... Or or root for next, you know, like... Yeah, stuff that you want to keep warm. Okay. Is, yeah, okay. You
2: know, I'm 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 lost. So what about the camper? You put them in your camper?
9: Yeah, you you put them in and out, you know? Okay. It's like um um uh, you know, it's like you use you use your camper like a greenhouse.
6: Okay. 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 That's cool. And uh,
9: and to make it really easy, then you use um uh get whatever big old slabs of cardboard or or whatever else you can find that will slide easily. So oh,
2: slide trays there you go. That's, that's a, that is that's a real practical idea there, because you don't have to be lifting and pushing and things hanging on the carpet and all that. I'm a
9: practical girl.
2: What okay. can I say? <laughs> well, Mike, we appreciate it a whole bunch. Thank you so thank much. You, sir. All righty. All righty. She's talking about putting stuff in and out of the, if you don't have a garage, cause your campers out in the, use your camper. Let's go down to Ocean Springs. Hey, Linda, thank you for holding. How are you? Hey,
10: hey i have I have a beautiful raised garden that I just had put in in my backyard uh-huh and it's gorgeous dirt and I plant my beautiful tomatoes and I've got fire ants, bam under my tomatoes, yep, basically destroying my plant,
2: yeah, fire ants really like that you know i mean they well they don't have a raised bed, they make their own. You know, they yeah, they like that well, extra drain and the warmth. When they build the mounds up, it ventilates. It helps drain and aerate. It also warms up to, because that's what they like. Well, they're
10: uh, very happy with my raised bed. Yeah. And and what can I use? What How can I get rid of them? I've been trying the boiling
2: water. Oh, no, 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 no. But for, first of all, boiling water is the most dangerous thing you can be carrying around out in the yard. Okay, yeah, I mean, sure. and, uh, and, and and it kills everything. It kills the worms, it kills the plants, it kills roots, everything. And really, you almost don't even have to. You know, this sounds kind of weird, because when I started with the extension service before I retired from it, fire rants were a really, really big deal, and we did everything we could to control them. But over the years, people just sort of settled down and learned to kind of garden alongside them. And when they're in a particularly difficult spot, just make them move. And you can do that uh, by putting... Uh, You know, there's all sorts of home remedies you can use, but if you wanted to use a, a regular insecticide, I know some people don't like to use them, it doesn't take much, and you apply it to just the mound, and it doesn't spread to your vegetables. So anything oh, really? that they, yeah, in, anything they recommend for fire ants, especially something you mix with water, you know, there's this stuff called orthing, You sprinkle this powder on there, but it stinks really, really bad. But all it takes is just a little dab, and it wipes them out, makes them move. But anyway, if you're going to use a liquid insecticide, it doesn't take much. The trick is mix it with the recommended amount of water. Let, let's say a, a tablespoon to a gallon of water. Use a tablespoon in the whole gallon of water and pour the, pour the whole gallon around the mound like a perimeter, and then use it to sort of melt the mound like you're pouring syrup on a pancake so it soaks down deep. And if you do that late in the day when the ants are in the mound by morning, they're gone, and the insecticide is gone because they don't last any time at all. The stuff you buy now is not absorbed into into roots, and it disappears.
10: What can I do that doesn't
6: involve an insecticide?
2: Who, you know, the, I get so many. There's so many people. You know, you can you can uh, citrus peels. You know, you can just stir it up. You can water it really, really good and make them move. You know, just just and just, just, keep bothering them. just irritate them. Uh huh. You know, okay. and but but again, if you did want to use an insecticide, uh, I can assure you the stuff we have now is not like what we had 20, 30 years ago. It it d- quickly degrades. A matter of fact, one you've heard of malathion before, I'm sure. Yeah. When you mix huh. when you mix with that with water. Within two hours, it starts losing half of its strength. Every two or three hours, it loses. It, it, it's, it's got a two- or three-hour half-life. And so you put it late in the day, by morning, it's gone. So as the ants, so if you want to. And my,
10: and my vegetables won't absorb this.
2: That's uh, right. In, That's by. right. The trick is, whatever it says to mix in a gallon of water, mix just that much, but use a whole gallon.
10: Okay, around the plant, and
2: then like a like around hand the, hand hand around hand 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 the mound. Hand. That's right. That's yeah. right. And there there okay. are there are all sorts of other natural remedies and all. I can't keep track of them all, but the bottom line is, whatever you know, be persistent. Uh
10: huh, and stay on top of them. That's right. Okay, thank you so
2: much. Okay, Linda, if you want some more information, I know some people are going to send, send me emails and stuff. If you don't shoot me an email, I'll see what you know what the general consensus of what other people say.
11: Thank you. I'd
2: love that okay, Linda. thank you so much. Appreciate it all right, and let's go to Canton. Hey Cheryl, good morning. what's going on up in your <laughs> neck of the morning, woods Felders.
10: Howdy. Um, I need to move some banana trees we're put some new a uh, new bed in uh-huh and I've done yeah. this before, but I'm a little further north than I was before. Yeah, can I move those now as long as I put them in good soil and cover them well
2: okay do you have like to that? do you have to move them now?
10: No, I could wait
2: until this spring. No, 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 no. Let's wait till we get us a frost. Right now, they're still big. As soon as we yeah. get some cold weather, they die down. You got to cut them down anyway. Right. And it, because if you to move them, you need to cut them back. If you move them now, they'll survive, but they'll put out all this new growth that you're gonna have okay. to cut back later anyway. So I just wait till we get till till they start looking nasty.
10: Okay. Yeah. All right. And one other thing. Um, I need to cut back some hydrangeas and some gardenias in uh-huh. the wrong spot and mine seem to bloom all year long. Yeah. So what's the best time when you got blooms all the time?
2: Well if it's a if it's a if it's a repeat blooming type of of hydrangea, some bloom you know, all new growth is no problem. You can prune those pretty hard in the winter time, and they put out all new growth and bloom. Some of the old-fashioned hydrangeas, uh, you don't want to cut them back too far in the winter. Uh, okay. But you know, so I'd wait till till we get some frost. The gardenias, you know, you you can cut those just about any time. But if you prune stuff right now, we still have oh. another month or two of, of warm weather, and they'll put out growth that'll freeze in the winter. So let's wait till okay. till, we, till we get some cold weather. All right, thank you, Felder. We love you. Have Appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Okay, but we got some cheesy music coming up, but let's go to Deborah first on the road. Hey, Deborah. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Uh, I'd like to thank you for for being my company for the past two months that I've been <laughs> driving from Hazelhurst. To Jackson every morning to visit my mother at the hospital well, I'm here I'm here from Italy and and you've got a great show but I did want to uh, say something I, I absolutely understand your love for kale uh, it is fantastic I live in uh, Italy normally uh, when I'm not here uh, taking care of my mother uh-huh. and uh, I live exactly in Tuscany and so, you uh, know. I, so what we know it is a fabulous vegetable, it's hearty it's very good for you as well you can put it in shakes, you can put it in the oven and it's pretty it in the, and it's beautiful yep. I, I even planted some here in Mississippi for my mom so when she gets out of the hospital she'll have orange and red and blue and all this kind of The other kind of kales as well. Yeah, and Um, and
2: you know that they they don't grow well through the summertime. You plant them in the fall. They're an
3: overwintering crop. In fact, I I planted them about 3 weeks ago good, good, in, good. in some uh, in some containers that she had some aluminum ones that looks very country and it and they're doing really well. well you
2: know, I really um, started appreciating the different kind of kale's in Italy. Are you familiar with slow food, the slow food movement? Exactly.
3: Well, in, see, in fact, I have a slow food agritourism in Italy. Okay, and, we'll let's see. And i grow it there too as well.
2: Well, <laughs> see, I mean, I I I wrote a book called Slow Gardening and I I've been there to bra Italy several times. Times, As a matter of fact, I interviewed uh, the fellow who started this slow uh, gardening mu- movement some years ago, but this is where I started seeing different kinds of
3: kale. Lots of different kinds, and I would like to very much, uh, since I have an olive grove, I ha- in fact, I have to go back next week to collect my olives. Uh, we have the harvest and everything, and we'll make olive oil. Please, I beg the South to use olive oil. Everyone says <laughs> that it is It's expensive. It's not very expensive. It doesn't burn. It doesn't give cholesterol. It's good for your brain. There is all the documentation about it in, in any site you can look up on the Internet. Yep,
2: and, and, and if you mix it with a little bit of sauteed garlic and throw in some kale, it I tastes was good, about too. I to say
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that. Okay, you put some olive oil in the iron skillet. It's fantastic. I love cooking in cast iron skillets that my dad left me. Uh, with the even you can even put some pepperoncino. Yeah. Now I know some pe- little uh, yeah, ground yeah. pepper right, in right. it. You can do just about anything. You can even make it into a white sauce or just just and put it over pasta yeah, or yeah. eat it like it is. Or mm-hmm. it's just really good. But please. South,
2: stop using bacon grease <laughs> because
3: I just
1: okay. I hang on, hang
2: on <laughs> hey, Hang on a second. I, I like you know we can all, we I like them both. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Well, listen, we I got we Deborah Deborah. We got to scoot. You're getting me hungry. You're getting excited. Put your hands back in the wheel and go hug Mama.
3: Oh, I'm I've got both hands on the wheel. Okay. <laughs> I'm using the, okay. Well, we, we got to scoot for your show.
2: Thank you so much. Shoot me an email, okay? Okay, I sure will. Hot dog. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Deborah calling from on the road. She's from Italy, and she likes to grow stuff that's pretty and you can eat. Anyway, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, come back just a little short, some music, just to sort of get, get me catch my breath. Um, if you want to see a picture of my kale and my lettuces and my smiling face here at the MPB studio, shoot me an email. Garden, it's not a vanity thing. It's garden at online. Dot org. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing, been having a good time today, I had a good time all this past week just tooling around the state, just, I mean, literally down gravel roads. Uh, if you've ever been to Sesom's, you know what I'm saying. Um, and, and enjoying things like the uh, Confederate Rose, what some people call Cotton Leaf Mallow, the great big double pink flowers that change colors. But anyway, we're going to take a little break, come back with more of your phone calls. The number is toll free, 1 877 MPB Ring. Got the lines open right now, we'll be back with more right after this.
4: I could while away the hours, confirm the flowers, consult the rain. My head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching. If I only had a brain, I'd unravel every riddle, For in the middle, in trouble or in pain.
6: With the thoughts
10: you'd be thinking, you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain.
4: Oh, I tell you why the ocean's near think of things I never thought before, and then I'd sit and think some more. I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuffin', my heart all full of pain. I would dance and be merry, life would be a ding, a dairy, if I only had a brain.
3: radio from classical to bluegrass and everything in between mpb music radio has a sound for every ear for information on where to find mpb music radio visit mpbonline.org
1: it's
7: high school football time and that means it's time for friday night under the lights hello everyone i'm russ robinson join me jay white jake wimberly george broadstreet and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us tonight at 10 o'clock right here on MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
2: Alrighty, welcome back, folks. And by the way, Jonas, I was walking down the street. That somebody threw a can of Coca-Cola and hit me in the head. Oh, really? Yeah. Luckily, it was a soft drink. Ah, <laughs> boom! i
1: got to get that ready. See, I didn't even know that was
2: coming. 1-877-MPB-RING. Give us a call, folks. Meanwhile, we're going to go to Columbia and talk to Thomas. Good morning, sir. Good morning.
4: What's up? A while back, you mentioned about what not to do, like don't put weed and feed. On your winter in your yard. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of fertilizer would you use? I mean, not the weed killer, I mean, but yeah. uh, just the fertilizer. What yeah. would
2: you and, use? And first of all, keep in mind, a lot of people may misunderstand. I don't have a problem with the herbicide or the fertilizer. The combination is not good for southern lawns. It's just, it's real convenient, but it's not good. It's too early for one, too late for the other. What kind of grass do you have? Uh, St. Augustine. If you'll use a stuff that's called centipede food, even though it's St. Augustine, it's got a, the first and third number the same with a zero middle number. If you yeah. use that and only that, that what does everything your St. Augustine needs, including winterizer, the third nutrient. Potassium or potash is an actual winterizer ingredient. And, Thomas, it lasts for two, three, or more years in your soil. So if you put anything with a pretty good size third number down at any time of the year, every two or three or four years, you've already winterized. In other words, you don't have to do anything for the winter if it's already out there. So, If you'll use centipede food sometime in late April or May, that's all you need for the whole year on St. Augustine.
4: Okay, what about right
2: now? Have you put anything out in the past couple of three years? No. Yeah, well, it's it's a little late. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because if you put fertilizer out right now, here it is uh, towards the end of October, the nitrogen will sort of jazz your grass up, and if we have a cold snap, the grass will be too tender. So we generally say don't fertilize before the 1st of April or after about the 1st of September okay. be, be, because of winter damage.
4: And do the weed control
2: separate? Yeah, we weed, weed control. Oh, you, you, oh, you get better weed control if you'll treat them as a separate thing. There are no good combinations of herbivores. To, to me, it's, weed and feed is like toothpaste with a lot of sugar in it. I like them both, but you don't mix them together.
9: Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay.
2: Appreciate it, Thomas. Yeah, the actual winterizer ingredient is potassium, that third number, and it lasts for two or three years or more in our soil. See, so winterizer is a marketing concept, it's to sell products. I got no problem, but you don't need them. In the winter, you will need to use it to get the grass ready for winter. It's a little bit late for that. Anyway, if you want to give me a call, 1877 MPB ring. We got the phones wide open right now. Wide open. So if you want to give us a call, now's a good shot. Uh one eight seven seven MPB ring. I do want to mention next Thursday, October twenty seventh, is the Flora Plant Swap. As far as I know, it's the oldest plant swap on Earth, maybe the universe. Uh, They've been going for, I've been going to it for more than a quarter of a century. It's at the Flora Library, Flora, Mississippi, is between Jackson, north of Jackson, towards Yazoo City. The library is easy to find, and a flora plant swap starting at 9 o'clock at the Flora Library on Thursday, October 27th. And then on Saturday, next Saturday, the the 29th, is the uh, the Old Dolphin Way Association is having its... uh, uh, it's Plant swap. they have a couple of year. It's going to be at the, at the, uh, let me see, I better, I, I gotta get, make sure I got the right thing here. Uh, well, I don't see it here. Anyway, it's at the, uh, the Central Presbyterian Church Community Garden, and it's at the corner of Dolphin and Ann, I think, Um uh, I'll double check on that. Anyway, next Saturday, starting sharply at 10 o'clock, at both of these plant swaps, the way they work is you bring a plant, a good plant, a decent plant, not something you just dug up or wilted or a bunch of seeds or something. But bring a pretty good plant in any kind of container. And then they're going to identify it. They're going to put a number on it and, you know, have somebody talk about, you know, what's going on and a little bit about plant swaps and all. And then they pass numbers around and you, Pull a number, whatever number you get, that's the plant you get, even if you brought it. Uh, Because a real swap goes on in the parking lot after the formal swap. A lot of fun. Bring a simple plant, a good plant, something that grows well in your part of the country, whether it's North Mississippi, Central Mississippi, Mobile. and, um, And what it does is it mixes plants and people together. One of the things I like the most about plant swaps is typically it's people who don't belong to groups. They're not it's not an organized thing. People who normally don't even get around other people a lot of times come bring some of the coolest plants that you will never be able to buy anywhere else because they're simply not for sale. So anyway, plant swaps all next week. Thursday morning, flora plant swap, next Saturday morning the mobile plant swap old dolphin way at the Central Press uh community garden. If you've got some things you'd like for me to announce, please send me an email, uh, garden at mpbonline.org. Let's slide back up to Jackson and talk to Vicky. Good morning. Good morning. Howdy. What's up?
11: Well, I dug up some daffodil plants last year uh, and put them in a spot just to hold them until I was ready to. They uh, came up last year, but they didn't bloom because uh-huh. they were in the shade. And I right. need to transplant them to their permanent home. When is the best time to... Should I dig up the bulbs now, yes. or
2: wait till they start coming up, oh no, 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 let's go ahead and get them in the new place, so when they put out the new roots, they don't know they've been moved oh, and okay. they you know they they start growing roots before they grow the leaves, and that's going to happen in the next few weeks, so you know if I go ahead and move them as soon as possible,
11: all right, and then what about new bulbs?
2: Same thing, they, you know. Uh, and I just got a lot of different kinds of daffodils, uh, some some small kinds because the big floppy ones uh, they don't they don't really fit well in my my little garden. But uh, I've got just a whole bunch, and I was waiting for a rain, and we got a little bit yesterday. It's not enough, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and start planting over the next week or so.
11: Okay, and do they need to be planted? In the
2: sun, they need to. Their leaves come up in the fall, in late fall, early winter, and they die down in the spring. They need leaves. They, they, they need a place where they get sunshine in the winter. Okay. So, in other words, don't put them on the north side of anything because the sun is so low in the sky. You don't. Get, we don't get any light from the north. So, put them where they get uh, a southern or a western, maybe eastern exposure, where they get sunshine in the winter.
11: All right. Second question about zoysia grass, So you just talked about St. Augustine. What about zoysia grass and putting out something that will kill the weeds so they won't come up in the spring?
2: Well, there's two kinds of weeds. Those that come up from roots and underground stems, what we call perennial weeds, and then there's annual weeds that come up from seed, and they're treated separately. Um, if you have a lot of problems with with these uh, weeds, what I call meadow plants, if you have problems with them in, like, late February, March, and April, those are the ones that come up in the fall. They die down in the winter. You can spray those in the middle of the winter, a nice warm day in Jan- late December, January, when the grass has gone dormant and zoysia turns a beautiful kind of a taupe, kind of a tan uh, in the in and, and as soon as we get some cold weather, uh-huh. and you can see these weeds. And when they're still real small, they're very, very easy to kill. If you wait until they start flowering in the spring, a lot harder to kill, and uh, you're more likely to damage your grass. So let's wait until, a, put a note on the refrigerator, and in January, go out. And if you see little bitty spots of green stuff, that's the time to control them.
11: What about nutgrass?
2: Whole different ball game. There's a there are some specific herbicides that kill uh nutgrass and they go n- n- names like Sedge Hammer, you know, or uh in, if you're in Jackson, um there's s- several of the the garden centers have got things that are specifically for nut sedge control. You just wanna make sure that You follow the mixing directions for zoysia grass.
11: And what time of year do you put that out?
2: When it's actively growing in the summertime.
11: Okay, so once in January and then in summertime.
2: Separate, yeah, that's right. But if you have some more, want some specific stuff, shoot me an email.
11: Okay, great. Thanks, Feldon.
2: All right, appreciate it. Oh, it just seemed like I'm talking a lot about weed killers and stuff today, and a lot of folks don't like to use chemicals, and I totally get that. There are some things you can use that will suppress weeds. We don't have any really good natural weed killers that work really, really well. There's a lot of of straws out there people grasp at. And the truth is, a lot of times you could just live with a lot of them. They really don't hurt your grass, and they're pretty, and they give butterflies and bees something to play with even in the wintertime. So if you're interested in a meadow lawn, I'm your guy. If you want to know how to control weeds, I'm going to be kind of hardcore about it and, and give you the best advice I can without making you feel good about using all-natural stuff, which may not really work. We'll see. Anyway, we're going down to Covington, Louisiana. Hey, Louie, Good morning.
8: Good morning, Mr. Felder. It's been a while since I've spoken to you.
2: Yeah, what's
8: Good to hear you. Um, uh, Felder, I have a quick question on citrus trees. Uh, uh-huh. Down here, um, it, it is a lot, down along the coast, it's kind of a struggle uh, to grow. Uh, down in the Mississippi River, of course, it's much easier, but uh, right. this is my question. Um, in the springtime, a lot of times, um, I'll have flowers and even fruit falling off until they're about two inches in diameter. And what are some possible causes of that happening?
2: Okay, to run the... I kind of went out in the hallway. What's happened with the leaves again?
8: Um, The fruit in the springtime, when it's setting fruit? Yeah. Okay. Um, This past springtime, I had a huge amount of flowers. Yeah, they all all fell off. But um, by the time the fruit got about two inches large... Half of the fruit had yeah. fallen
2: off. Yeah. There's, a, there, there's a, a couple of things. For one thing, uh, if you didn't have good pollination, you know, sometimes they bloom in the late winter, and uh, if it's raining a lot or a little cool weather, bees may not work the flowers very well. And they'll start to make a fruit, but when they get a certain size, if they're not forming seeds in it, they simply abort. And uh, it's called fruit drop. And it happens a lot because of improper pollination. Maybe it rained a lot and the bees didn't work the flowers. The uh, other thing is commercial growers prune their trees pretty hard every year. They thin out the branches and the limbs so that what's left, the the, the plant can, can carry better. If they make a lot of fruit, a lot of times the plant gets overwhelmed and it just throws some of them off. Okay.
8: So, can you, could you, sir, could you give me a quick tip on... How to prune? Because I yeah, when yeah. and how hard to prune them. Yeah,
2: and uh, in, in sometime in the wintertime, if you'll go in and you know they're,
8: they're
2: because they're evergreen, you really can't you know tell a whole lot about you know what they look like. But if you'll just cut out, if there's two limbs growing side by side, cut one of them off. If there's two, you know, thin out a few of the limbs. Don't leave any kind of stuff. Just thin a few of the bigger limbs out. And then what's left, go and thin some of the branches off of the ones that are left so you have more of an open tree. You don't have two side-by-side competing for, for sunlight. And uh, it also opens it up for air circulation, which helps on diseases, but also helps the bees work the flowers a little bit better. So just thin out a few limbs, and then thin out a few branches of what's left, and then uh, hope that we get you know good weather and got plenty of bees out there.
8: Well, if I was to thin it out at the end of January or in February, well, I've been reluctant, just about afraid I'll cut off the branches where blossoms are going to come. Yeah, in. You will.
2: You will. But but, but but you don't cut them all off. You're reducing the number of blossoms, reducing right. the number of fruit, so what's left will be more likely to stick on the plant. Co- commercial growers all do this. I see. You know, in other words, if you've got a tree that's got 200 lemons or 200 oranges, 200 satsumas, yes. they're not going to make all of them. But if you thin it out to where it only makes 100 to begin with, they're going to stick on there. I the, see. The energy that would have gone to what you cut off will go to what's left.
8: I see. And so, if I have fruit this year on certain limbs, it doesn't necessarily mean I need to save those limbs. Just cut it, like you said, and it'll probably work out, huh?
2: Yeah. The, the, the thing to do is just trust the tree. Thin out a few limbs, and then a few, thin out a few branches, and what's left will be enough.
8: All right, sir. Do you mind if I share a tip that I've learned myself the hard way? Sure. Um, Keep it clean. Um, over, over the last 10 years, again, on citrus trees, well, up here in St. Tammany again, the dirt down in the Mississippi River, the dirt anything will grow in the Mississippi River. Yeah. Follow me? Yep. Anything. And I'm from I'm from New Orleans, but over here in St. Tammany it's a lot of sand and clay soil, very poor soil. Yep. And um, I've learned a way to keep these trees going, and I actually learned it from an old uncle who who actually did this in New Orleans, but um, every on my citrus trees about 2 or 3 times a year I'll add a few bags of topsoil and then a bunch of mulching on top of the ground yeah and that boy that really perks up those trees
2: yeah without without putting so much out there you suffocate them that's right yeah that's a good good tip good to uh, a lot of times we have heavy clay soil if you'll loosen up roots of a new plant and set it almost on top of the ground plant it half out of the ground and then mound soil up to it like a like a pit, baseball pitcher's mound that gives it the extra drainage it needs but you're doing that after the fact and it works
8: I see well drainage is not the problem here it just seems like the soil is dry and it's almost like dusty and yeah um there's not it doesn't look like what i call good soil but,
2: yeah, it may know. not be that's reason there's not any commercial fruit orchards in your neck louis louis pardon me sir <laughs> <laughs> it is it's hard to grow uh everything everywhere and sometimes the commercial guys say nah we, it's too much trouble to grow here and they move somewhere else anyway <laughs> appreciate it louis yeah. thank you so much man you
8: Bet my pleasure sir
2: all righty, folks. We're uh, get down towards the end of the program today. I've had a good time yakking about stuff. Got a plant swap in Flora next Thursday morning. Flora, Mississippi Library, Thursday at nine. Got one uh, old Dolphin Way and Mobile. Old Do- it's, it's at the corner of Dolphin and fooey, I had it right here, Dolphin and Ann Street. The uh, Central Presbyterian Church Community Garden next Saturday. We'll talk about that more. Heck, I might go down to that one myself. We're going to be taking a week-long break. <laughs> We're going to be back, same time, same place, talking about gardening. And uh, if you've got some things during the week you want to chat about, shoot me an email, garden at mpb online. Dot org. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and this has been the Gestalt Gardeners, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Sir Jonas Adams, my esteemed producer, and we've got a team full of folks, Kevin Farrell and a whole bunch of folks in there who've been screening the calls and making fun of me and poking and throwing stuff at me. But that's okay. Gardeners are going re- <sighs> to relax, Felder. I'm going to go out and do what I do best. I'm going to go get dirty. Won't you join me?